Welcome to the Subversive Institute. Michael Crawford, and I'm glad you joined us. We need to deal with the reality of something, and that is we hear a lot of talk about violence, but one of the traps is that the violence is basically understood in terms of statistics, the number of shootings and the number of homicides. And we, we forget that behind every statistic is a story of real people with real relationships, real families, real love, real addresses, real futures. It's real. It's really real. Remember years ago, I was impacted by this and I think we were up to maybe 130 homicides. And so at our church, I had our church administrator print out all the names of the homicide victims, and I put them on the chairs of our church. And when people came in that morning, the names were there. And I remember people saying to themselves, oh, am I in the wrong seat? No, you're not in the wrong seat. Oh, well, is someone supposed to sit here? No. Um, Who are these names? And then it hit them like a ton of bricks. Behind every statistic on homicide is a story. Real people, real families, real relationships, real futures, real zip codes, real addresses, real presence. If I were to say to you, Stephen Tasker, does it ring a bell? He was killed at 839, July 28th. How about Johnny Johnson? He was killed 728, 2019, 352 p.m. How about Dante Samuel? He was killed 727, 2019, 1047 p.m. How about Markel Johnson? He was killed 727, 219, 113 p.m. How about Calvin Carter? He was killed 726, 2019, 133 a.m. These are all people, real live people, with families, with futures, with zip codes and addresses, with a presence in our city, and the presence is no more. I believe personally that this is like an epidemic, that there's two things you can do with everything, really. You can exaggerate it or diminish it. And I think violence in Baltimore has experienced both. Some people paint Baltimore like bullets are flying 24-7 and you need SEAL Team 6 to just go to Safeway and you better be in a Humvee and it's just like, it's like Syria at its worst. I mean, bombs are blowing up and it's crazy. That's, a, that's an exaggeration. But there's another error and that's diminishment. To say, oh, you know, it's really not that bad, and it's great, and, and da, da, da. no, it's, it's not great. Um, last night, it was about 1130, 
We would just kind of lay down, put the candle out, trying to get to sleep. You know how that goes. Listen to the buzz of the fan. I know some of you guys use a fan or use your fan app. I know you are. Some of you guys are just blessed by God. You just fall asleep soon. You close your eyelids. I hate you. But we're trying to fall asleep, and we hear pop, 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 gunshots. Yeah, it's can't diminish it either. Can't exaggerate it. Can't diminish it. So what do we do? Well, we differentiate. We acknowledge the reality of violence without exaggerating it or diminishing it. That's what we do. You know, I was uh, thinking about the issue of violence and thinking about, well, what could we do practically since I'm a part of the Subversive Institute? What could possibly be some of the solutions to the Subversive Institute and some of the things that they could possibly put into place. Um, and I thought a lot about this, and I feel like what needs to happen is some radical things and some things that people may not like, but I think they're necessary. The first thing I think that needs to happen for a time is I think that we need to bring in the National Guard. Now, one of the first kind of pushbacks to that is police state and, and all these types of things. All I know is when the Guard was here after the unrest, it was quiet here. It was really quiet. Um, you know, it was really quiet. You know what I believe? I believe that our city's out of control. I believe that our current police department does not have the wherewithal to solve this problem. I'm absolutely convinced that the mayor can't solve it, nor the police chief. We don't have the current infrastructure and systems to deal with this issue. We need some temporary help. I don't want the guard here forever. That's why I'm here short term. You know what you do with a person who's been hit by a car? Let me tell you what you don't do. You don't do nothing. You don't have the cars keep coming because I might run them over. You know what you do? You block off the street. Do you know what you do? You call the paramedics. You know what the paramedics do? They secure the environment. The police come. They block off the street. They shut it down. Why do they shut it down? Well, duh, they don't want any cars to hurt the already injured person. So that provides a reprieve so the paramedics can work on the person and and get them in the bed and get them in the ambulance and take them to the hospital, which is an even safer environment because you ain't going to be hit by a car in a hospital. And there you can do surgeries and administer medicine and start rehab where there's no cars that are going to hurt you. You know what's happening in our city? We're suffering just despicable and just destructive volumes of violence, and there's no reprieve. There's not a time we could just catch our breath and heal. It's not like... 
you know what? For the next 90 days, there's not going to be this level of violence. So we can all just like relax and, and, and whatever degrees of PTSD, uh, seeing bloody bodies, hearing the gunshots, knowing people who have been robbed, all these times, we could just have a break from it. There is no break. We don't have what it takes to provide that break. We, we can't do that in and of our own resources. It is, is what it is. The National Guard needs to come. They need to come from a, for a time. They need to come with a purpose. They need to come and assist the mayor and the police chief and the current police department, as I have understood it from the mouth of the mayor and the police department, who are understaffed, To lock this down. You say, what do you mean lock this down? Well, I just read you the names of real people. Like real people are dying. These aren't, this isn't like, this isn't Avengers. <laughs> this isn't a movie. <laughs> like real people are dying daily. It's crazy. It's, you know what's crazy about this? It's acceptable. It's not acceptable. Yes, it is. At some point during the unrest, it became unacceptable. You know how I know that? They brought in the guard. They said, no, 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 gone too far. You know what my theory is? Yeah, when you start touching the Fortune 500 companies and you start going downtown and you start touching businesses, then the guard comes in. We can kill each other all day long. Nobody cares about that. You touch business, bring the guard in. I think that's a little backwards. I think the guard has to come in for a time, and then I think they need to be phased out. If the police department is understaffed, and that's part of the reason why violence is out of control, I said part, then what do we do in the meantime? How, how, do, we, how do we catch up when the levels of violence are so high? It's just exacerbating the problem. I think the guard has to come in. And by the way, since some of you don't know, now you know. You know what a state of emergency is? It's when the governor declares, and I'm reading this, when he or she believes a disaster has occurred or may be imminent that is severe enough to require state aid to supplement local resources in preventing or alleviating damages, loss, hardship, or suffering. Let me read that again. The governor, he or she believes a disaster has occurred. So we think disaster, we think hurricane, tornado, earthquake, hurricane, tornado, earthquake. You know, my home state of California recently suffered a, a, an earthquake way out in Ridgecrest. I know that city, worked in that city for a while. You know, there's, there's so many more people dying here in Baltimore from opiate overdoses, from violence, homicides, than there is in that, in that earthquake. You know what they declared? A little state of emergency. Fires, state of emergency. Baltimore homicide, nah, nah, it's not a state of emergency. It's not a disaster. It's a disaster. Last time I checked, people are more important than land, than property, 
last time I checked. It don't seem like it here. The governor, he or she believes a disaster has occurred or may be imminent that is severe enough to require, watch this, state aid. For what purpose? To supplement local resources. That'd be our police department and our government and our mayor in preventing, watch this, or alleviating damages, loss, hardship, or suffering. It seems to me that the whole purpose of a state of emergency is to help for a time, not forever, because you go, you know what? Baltimore is the man that's been hit by the car laying in the street. What do you do? Citizens jump in like good Samaritans. Then what do you do? You call the paramedics. Then what do you do? You secure the person and you get them the best help possible. I think we need a National Guard. But you know what else? The second thing I think we need to do, I think we need to declare Baltimore a safe zone. What that means simply is, yeah, we need to legislate. What's a safe zone? We basically say that there's a mandatory minimum for committing the crime of assaulting somebody with a weapon. Now, I know a few years ago, the city council voted on a mandatory minimum law, and it lost twice. And I know people are concerned about the documentary 13. They're concerned about mass incarceration. They're concerned about the um, inoperative justice system, which is one of the barriers we have designated and, and uh, described and, and, and just identified. But we need the law because there's some lawlessness going on. This, 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 ain't, this, ain't, this ain't the Wild Wild West. Like, you know what's amazing? You can't get, go in an airport packing. You know why? Because the people who own the airplanes are like, nah, you ain't messing with our money. You know what's amazing, too? You can't go, when you serve jury duty, they search you. They let you coming up in there with the lawyers and judges. Uh Uh-uh, you ain't bringing a gun in here. Think about this. You can't go with a gun unless you're a sworn peace officer in the Raven Stadium. I mean, the Orioles aren't even playing good. You can't go with a gun in there. In other words, isn't it interesting that there's certain places in our society, concerts, sports teams, the Lakers ain't going to let you run up in, 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 in their arena and mess with AD and, and, and LeBron with no gun? Anybody no gun up in there? Why? Because they value their players. You're not going to mess up our industry. Public schools, yeah, you can bring a gun. No problem. It's crazy. In other words, we have safe zones. They just happen to be top-down safe zones. Rich have safe zones, rich people. And the people who have these organizations, these corporations, they have declared safe zone. Baltimore needs to be a safe zone. And we need to have a mandatory minimum. Like, if you are arrested and you're tried by a jury and you're found guilty of assaulting someone with a gun 
or a knife or any type of weapon, it needs to carry a mandatory minimum. And it needs to be stiff, like 20 years. And I know you're going to cry and scream and get mad at me and keep crying and screaming. And every time you cry and you scream and you get mad at me, go look at the list and read the names. Read the names out loud, the dates and the times. Read them. And when you're done reading 2018, read 2017. And when you're done reading that, go all the way back a decade and read the over three 2,500, 3,000 people who've died. And that doesn't count all the people who've been injured by the shootings and the stabbings. and the op- Like, it's out of control. We need mandatory minimums. And we need judges and that are going to actually enforce the joint. Or they got to go to. I think we need a guard. I think we need a safe zone. And the third thing I think we need to do is we need to legalize drugs. Now, I have some personal preferences on which one should be. But you know what? Whatever. Legalize them. You know, there was a time in American history where alcohol was illegal. We talk about bootlegging and all that type of stuff. And you know what's funny? There was a lot of violence around alcohol, wasn't there? Hmm. Now I know some of my conservative friends, religious friends, are like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. But you take Tylenol and Advil. And when, you're, when you break your leg, you let the doctor shoot you with morphine. I mean, come on. Like, what are we talking about here? And, you know, I, I'm, I'm not for legalizing something just because a certain ethnicity or demographic thinks it's cool now to get high and they have the power and authority to smoke it legally. They got $200 to go to their doctor and get a slip to say they need medical marijuana. Like, nah, le- like, like that's inequity. Like, ju- like, across the board, legalize it. Legalize it. Because what I don't see is I don't see people shooting each other in front of liquor stores for the right to sell liquor. It's legal. I don't see that. And what we do know is a lot, a majority even, of the crime that's committed and the assaults are in and around drugs. So when we legalize them. You know, other countries have done this. They have. And I know there's a lot of concerns and all these types of things. I'm proposing those three things. Bring the garden. Don't wait for another uprising. Don't wait for another riot. Don't wait for Baltimore to boil over. Declare a state of emergency because a disaster has occurred. Secondly, declare Baltimore a safe zone. No more toleration of it. Thirdly, legalize drugs. Now, there's a lot of other things that need to be done that are complementarian of these problems. Uh, opportunity for um, um, employment and uh, education and, and, and all these types of things, I know. But to me, I'm confident if we did those three things in that order, we would see a severe reduction in violence in Baltimore. Well, have at it on Twitter and on Instagram and on Facebook. But you know what? As my teacher and political science used to say, I'm not here to make you happy. I'm here to make you think. Grace and peace.